Blog Talk Radio. us 
as we come together as a body of Christ, that we've been called to come into unity and stand for the Lord Jesus for such a time as this. Everybody else is standing up for something that we stand for Jesus because Jesus matters. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord, brothers and sisters. It's been another week, and we're in this time of um, uh, the, the Christmas time that we have and all. But uh, today, the, the Lord was showing me one thing for sure. It's another one of my songs uh, from my early time as a Christian, and the song is called We Are the Reason. And that is that's the main thing of anything that we celebrate. We are the reason that Jesus came. When he first came, we are the reason, brothers and sisters. We are the reason that he came to live and to die and to rise again. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, join me, brothers and sisters, in prayer as we get ready to minister and we get ready to worship and to honor the Lord Jesus, that we humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord. Father, we just praise you and honor you this night. We thank you and praise you that we have this time. Lord, you have called us for such a time as this to stand up for the truth of your word and stand up for you, Lord, that we are ambassadors. We are servants of the Lord Most High. And, Lord, that we speak the truth, O Lord, and that we speak your word, O Lord, for your word is truth, and your word will not come back void, Father. And we know that you will touch life, and you're drawing in people, Lord, because you love them, and that you sent your son, and he died for them. And he poured out his life and blood for them. So, Lord, I know that you're drawing in the ones that are hurting and the ones that are lost and the ones that need to know the truth. When there's so many lies and deception out there, Lord, and, and, and things of this world that are blinding and distracting people, Lord, that you want your truth shared and that there's a light in the darkness that you have called us to be lighthouses and let the light of God shine from us, O oh Lord. Lord, we cannot do anything without you, Lord. We pray, let the light of God shine through us by your Holy Spirit, O oh Lord. Anoint us, I pray tonight, Father. Lift us up and strengthen us, Father. I pray you will bless and strengthen the brethren, Lord, that you would encourage them and say, look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. As we draw closer and closer to the end of this journey, to the end of this assignment, of this mission, O oh Lord. That we look to Jesus, the author and finish. Looking for Jesus coming in the sky. Hallelujah. Praise your wonderful name, Lord. We thank you for your protection, Lord. We thank you for the mighty angels of God. Hallelujah, Lord. That we have a hedge of protection by the spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. And that we rebuke the devourer. We rebuke the enemy in the name of Jesus and by the power of his blood. Hallelujah. And Lord, we just come humbly before you and ask you, let this Spirit, move upon us, O oh Lord. And we pray, Father, and just thank you for another night that we could come together and worship and honor you and praise you, Lord. You're very welcome to be here, for this is your time. This is your ministry. This is your hours. And we give you all the glory and praise. And thank you for another night, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Spirit fall. Hallelujah. Spirit fall. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord, let the Spirit of God move bodily. Touch your people, oh, Lord. Let the Spirit rise up in us, oh, Lord. Let the living water flow, Lord. Let your Spirit burn inside of us, oh, Lord. Hallelujah. Burn all the dross, Lord. Anything that hinders us, Lord. Anything that keeps us away, Lord. Burn it up, Father. 
of God? You want more of Jesus? Then there has to be less of yourself, less of me, and more of you, Lord Jesus. Less of me.
sanctify. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it is coming from, where it is coming from, and where it is going. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be possible? Jesus replied, You are the great, well-known teacher of Israel, and yet you do not know nor understand these things from Scripture? I assure you most, you most solemnly say to you, we speak only of what we absolutely know and testify about, what we have actually seen as witnesses, and still you reject our evidence. Do not accept our testimony. If I told you earthly things, that is, things that happen right here on earth, and you do not believe, how will you believe and trust if I tell you heavenly things? No one has gone up into heaven, but there is one who came down from heaven, the Son of Man himself, whom home, whose home is in heaven. Just as Moses lifted up the bronze serpent in the desert on a pole, so must the Son of Man be lifted up on the cross, so that whoever believes will in him have eternal life after physical death will actually live forever. For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave his one and only begotten Son so that whosoever believes and trust in him as Savior shall not perish but have eternal life. God did not send the Son into the world to judge and condemn the world, that is, to initiate the final judgment of the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes and has decided to trust in him as personal Savior and Lord is not judged. For this one, there is no judgment no rejection, no condemnation, glory to God. But the one who does not believe and has decided to reject him as personal Savior and Lord is judged already. God have mercy. That one has been convicted in sentence. You hear that, brother and sister? He's been convicted in sentence when you reject Christ because he has not believed and trusted in the name of the one and the only begotten Son of God, the one who is truly unique, the only one of his kind, the one who alone can save him. This is the judgment, that is, the cause for indictment, the test by which people are judged, the basis for the sentence. The light has come into the world. The people, they Love the darkness rather than light, for their deeds were evil. For every wrongdoer hates the light and does not come to the light, but shrinks from it. For fear that he is sinful, worthless, activities will be exposed and condemned. But whoever practices truth and does what right morally, ethically, and spiritually comes to the light so that his works may be plainly shown to be what are accomplished in God, divinely prompted, done 
with God's help in dependence on him. Hallelujah to the Lord. Amen. So the Lord Jesus, the son of the living God, tells Nicodemus, and now each of you who are listening, what each of you must do as you hear this word, word, this command, what you must do to be changed from darkness to light, from simple to righteous, from being dead to life. You have to make a decision to be born again, trusting Jesus Christ, the Son of God, by faith, that you believe in your heart and mind that he is the only one who can save you. There is no other. God didn't say you have to believe in a religion. God didn't say believe in the Pope and be saved. God didn't say believe in Muhammad and be saved. A point on this subject, anyone following Allah, check your Quran. Find anywhere that Allah loves you or that he died for you. You will not. God did not say, believe in Obama and be saved. It serves my holy anger when people who say, Barack Obama, the Savior. Someone actually said this when announcing his second term. God have mercy. These are examples of the ones who are false prophets and leaders and false gods. They are all under one banner, the devil, the angel of life, the Antichrist. These are the ones who speak lies. You cannot believe them. If you do, you will be destroyed, and you will be destroyed, and it will destroy others. The Lord Jesus said that the enemy, who is Satan, comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Every one of these examples in this world are doing this, and will faint and answer to God Almighty unless they repent. God have mercy. So we see clearly that Jesus, Yeshua, is the only one who can save you. It is said here very clearly, Jesus, God's only son, the one who's truly unique, the only one of his kind. Praise God, the only savior of the world. Like Sis Marietta said last week, the only hope for mankind. Unique, the only one of his kind. This is why the enemy and his demons and slaves, for the ones following his ways are truly in bondage to sin in him, want you to find so-called salvation in any other way except the true one, faith in Jesus Christ, and only in him. Amen? Look at this point for those who reject Christ. They make a heart and mind decision to reject him. The Greek refers to an unsaved person who has made the decision not to believe in the Son, Jesus Christ. That is, not to accept salvation offered by the Son and commit to follow him. Such a person stands condemned by God unless he changes his mind. I pray if you are there out there right now, change your mind, change your heart. You do not want to be condemned. Your life will be visible and without hope. For Jesus is the only hope. If you are there at your last breath and go in eternity rejecting Christ, you will be sentenced to hell and torment forever. Without hope and his love and mercy for eternity. God have mercy. The only one who brings love, the only one who brings mercy and grace is our God, the true living God. You know, I heard I heard something today, and I was thinking about it. It was the... Uh, um, 
there was an older gentleman, <laughs> an older gentleman Christian man, stand in a mob of Muslims. And they and he was talking about, he was talking about, you know, that you're deceived. Allah is a demon god. And he was pointing out, and he said that in your own countries, you're killing you. You're killing each other. And I thought, you know, you think about it, Look at most of the countries where, where this religion is. And most of them are being destroyed or people's under bondage, under a dictatorship, uh, under, you know, uh, I mean, just uh, a tyrant-type hand. And you wonder, who is the God over these nations when they are doing these kind of things? I mean, they're killing each other. They're destroying their own city. I mean, they're blowing up. You know, they use children and whatever. Who, the, who in the world do you think would be the one that wants this kind of stuff done? Who has that kind of attitude and character? Jesus tells us, the enemy, the wolf, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and that's what they are doing. That's what they're doing. God have mercy. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, praise his wonderful name. I shared a testimony about a man who had a vision of hell. He has, he was with the Lord walking in hell. The people there were crying out, Jesus, save me. Jesus, help me. Because in hell, all are believers. But you have to make your decision here in this life. You have to be born again, transformed from sin and darkness into his marvelous life. These are the words that Jesus told this man and rings in my ear lately to those who die without Jesus. It is too late! Too late! Too late! I urge you, hearing this truth tonight, don't reject Jesus Christ no more. Give him your life. Repent. Ask forgiveness of your sins. He will change you and transform you into a new creation. He will bring peace in your heart and mind. He will give you hope where there seems to be no hope. He will save you, love you, and give you eternal life. Amen. Hallelujah. That is why you see the ones here each night who have made the right decision that have a personal, have a personal encounter with the risen Savior, Jesus Christ. That way we come together to worship and honor him because what he has done in our lives. So now we are also his servants and messengers sharing the truth of his kingdom, his gospel, good news in a world that is so, there was so much bad news these days to share the truth. So all out there listening and searching for an answer, the answer is Jesus Christ, no other one. So let's look at this being born again closer. Amen. In verse three, the Lord says you have to be born again. In the Amplified Bible, where the Lord has led me so much lately, it amplifies what he is saying. Just like this Brenda has said, a still small voice sounding like a trumpet in such a time as this, so you can be able to hear the trumpet when he calls and takes us home. This is what it means. Reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, sanctified. As we are each born in the flesh, we being fallen, sinful, and corrupt people, 
because what Adam and Eve did. Romans chapter 5, verse 18 says, the first part of it, the first part of this verse for the purpose to show all, all have sinned. Romans uh, chapter 5, verse 18. So then as through one trespass and sin, there resulted condemnation for all men. So because of this, God knew his created ones had to be made new. They had to be born again, not by flesh this time, but by his living, I mean, his living, giving, his life-giving Holy Spirit. Let's look at these three things that happen when one is born again. Transform. What is the meaning of transform? Listen to this. To change in condition, nature, or character, convert. There you go. When you are truly born again and saved, this will happen in your life. You will not be the same. Your nature will change. Your character will change. You will not want to do the thing. You will not want the things of this world. You will not say the same things anymore. You will have a smile on your face. You will sleep peacefully at night. You will feel lighter and clean. You will know you do not have to face this world and life alone anymore. You will know that something has definitely changed. You will think differently. You will want to study God's word even hunger for it more than food anymore. You will want to pray and talk to God daily. You will want to serve and obey him. When you face your life and know where it is leading to, and then Jesus, by his spirit, comes in and takes you a total different direction from death to life, then you want to thank him, honor him, and worship him. When you realize and it is revealed to you personally what he really did for you, what a very heavy, costly price he paid by dying on a cross. The most vile, cruel way to die devised by Satan and the evil man to punish criminals and our loving Savior who had no sin, no guilt, no blame. But out of his love and the Father God's love, he took our place. He took our sin and nailed it to the cross. He took our judgment and the wrath of his father was poured out on him. So we could not have to face it. Glory to his name. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, who pours out his life and blood for each of you. Lord, I pray we get a fresh vision and ones out there who have not really seen what you did for them. Let it be burned in their minds to know what that what you have done for them and that they need to receive what you have done, that they make the most important decision for their life here and for all eternity, that they and we ourselves will never forget what you have done for us, Lord Jesus. Your love, arms wide open, nailed to a cross for the redemption of all mankind. In this time, as the world and people focus on the baby Jesus, know this, he was born to bear witness of the truth, to proclaim liberty to the ones in bondage to sin and the devil. He came to die and shed his pure innocent blood to wash away our sins. Two songs here to give you a picture and memory to burn in your heart and mind 
the Lord, the Lord wants you to know what he did for each of you and that you'll never, ever behold the Lamb of God. The Lamb of God.
we could not walk. He went down the path that we couldn't face. He went down the path that he could only go. He went down the Via Della Rosa. Via Della Rosa. Oh, glory to the
thank you, Lord. How can we ever thank you? Della Rosa, all the way to Calvary. Yes, Lord. You did, Lord. What great love you have shown us.
as a living sacrifice, holy, well-pleasing to God, which is your rational act of worship. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values, so that you may prove for yourself what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. These two verses say it clearly. Not conformed anymore to this world, but transformed by Jesus. Amen? One more portion of scripture that shows this, one of my favorites. 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10. 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10. But you are chosen race, hallelujah, a royal priesthood, a consecrated nation, a special people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies, the wonderful deeds and virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people at all. We weren't even people. But now you are God's people. Once you had not once you had not received mercy, but now have received mercy, praise his name. Now the second word renewed. Listen to this, brothers and sisters. This is so powerful. Understanding more about being born again. What it all means. Now the second word renewed. To revive. Reestablish. To restore to the former state. Hallelujah. That's what he's done. Praise God. Make us new as if new again. Amen. Hallelujah. Being made into what God really wanted for each of us. Amen. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians 5, verses 16 and 17. Verse 16. So from now on, we regard no one from a human point of view, according to worldly standards and values. Though we have no Christ from a human point of view, now we no longer know him in this way. This verse is very interesting, that we know of Christ by what man say, or people who write about him, or from historical accounts. This is just by a human point of view. As we see, and we know, who love him and are born again, that in verse 17, it is much more. Let's read it, amen? Come on, brothers and let's read it. Let's hear what God says. Now listen to the change. Listen to when the Spirit of God comes in you. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that is, grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as Savior, he is a new creature, reborn, renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old thing, the previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, new things have become, have come. Because spiritual awakening brings new life. What a difference. What a difference. <laughs> it's, not what, it's not what you know of someone. It's who you know. Amen. You have been born, I mean, you have been reborn and renewed 
by the Holy Spirit of Almighty God. The Spirit of God comes and lives in you. You have been bought with a great price, the price that sin caused, that the price that God demanded had to be paid to cover and wipe away the debt that sin caused. Jesus, by his life and blood, paid that price. And for you to be born again, you have to repent and ask forgiveness so that the Spirit can make you reborn and renewed. These are the only ones. Now I know why the devil is working so hard to keep people from repenting. Without repentance, there is no remission of sin. This has been the message from the start. When Jesus came into the world, let's look at this so powerful, and people need to know this today since it is not being taught much in so-called churches. God have mercy. Matthew 3. Matthew 3, Amplified, verses 1 through 12. In those days, Matthew 3, verses 1 through 12. In those days, John the Baptist appeared preaching in the wilderness of Judea along the western side of the Dead Sea and saying, Repent! Change your inner self, your old way of thinking. Regret past sins. Live your life in a way that, re that proves repentance. Seek God's purpose for your life. For the kingdom of God is at hand is a reason you better be doing it. This is the one who was mentioned by the prophet Isaiah when he said, The voice of one shouting in the wilderness, Prepare the road for the Lord. Make his highway straight, level and direct. Now this same John have clothing made of camel's hair and a wide leather band around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. At that time, Jerusalem was going out to him in all Judea and all the district around the Jordan. And they were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they confessed their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, You brought a viper. Who warned you to flee from the divine wrath and judgment to come? So produce fruit that is consistent with repentance. This is the kind of fruit we need, brothers and sisters. The fruit that is consistent with repentance. Demonstrating new behavior that proves a change of heart and a conscious decision to turn away from sin. And do not presume to say to yourself as a defense, we have Abraham for our father. So our inheritance ensures us of salvation. For I say to you that from these stones, God is able to raise up children, descendants for Abraham. And already the axe of God's judgment is swinging toward the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown in the fire. Verse 11, as for me, I baptize you with water because of your repentance. That is, because you are willing to change your inner self, your old way of thinking, regret your sin, and live a changed life. But he, the Messiah, who is coming after me, is mightier, more powerful, 
more noble than I, whose sandals I am not worthy removed, even as his slave. He will baptize you who truly repent with the Holy Spirit and you who remain unrepentant with fire judgment. His winning fork is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor, and he will gather his wheat believers into his barn kingdom, but he will burn the chaff, the unrepentant, just like Brother Elvie's been preaching here a lot, unrepentant, you have to repent, you have to repent, you can't be unrepentant, with unquenchable fire. That's how serious it is. Anyone out there listening, that's how serious this is. Two powerful points from this portion of Scripture. Amen? Point one from verse two. Jews believe that they would automatically be granted entrance into the Messianic kingdom. So this new teaching that repentance was required was very difficult to accept. Seems like the devil is using that lie today very much. That being good, go to church once or twice a week, that God is love, so he will forgive me without making a change in my life. Because he knows my nature and wants me to be happy, enjoy my life my way. Lie! Lie! No, you have to change. You have to repent. You are sinful. You are like filthy rags. Go and see what, uh, what this is. Google it. You have to be saved, washed in the blood of Jesus, and born again into the end of the kingdom of God. This old corrupt man cannot enter any way into the kingdom of God. Only one born again by the Spirit of God. Amen. The second point, verse 3, about John and about us today looking for his coming for his church. Listen to this, brothers and sisters. This is very interesting as the Lord revealed this. A ruler or nobleman traveling in the wilderness would have a crew or workmen preparing and clearing the road ahead of him. In spiritual terms, the message was clearing the way for the arrival of the Messiah by preparing the hearts of his followers. This is what the Lord Jesus has called us for such a time as this. Like John, make the way straight. Prepare the way of the coming of the Lord. Live for him. Tell others about him. Let your life be a witness for him. Amen? Now, the final part of being born again and made into a new creation, sanctified. Hallelujah. And listen to what sanctify means. Make holy. Part as sacred. Consecrated. To purify or free from sin. I belong to Jesus. I belong to him. I have been freed from sin. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is what Christ has done and is doing to prepare us for his coming, for his church, and his bride. Let's look more at this, because this is a process in our maturing in Christ. He is changing us, uh, each of us. Sometimes not easy or pleasant, but something like sin in nature, uh, in the nature of it. This has to be dealt with each in our lives. We have to go through the refiner's fire to be purified, to purify us. We have to become Christ-like, more of him, less of me. Amen. 
sanctified in the word of God. Isaiah 5, verse 16. And then, hallelujah. But the Lord of hosts shall be exalted in judgment, and God that is holy shall be sanctified in righteousness. We are to have the nature and character of God our Father. Amen. Isaiah 13, verse 3. Isaiah 13, verse 3. I have commanded I have commanded my sanctified one. I have also called my mighty one for my anger. Even then that rejoice in my highest. He has commanded us, brothers and sisters, be ye holy, set apart from this world in its lust. Seek the will of God for yourself. Amen. Hallelujah. John seventeen. Verses 17 through 19. And this first scripture is based on our calling for me and Sister Brenda. Sanctify them in truth. Set them apart for your purposes. Make them holy. Your word is truth. Just as you commissioned and sent me into the world, I also have commissioned and sent them, believers, into the world. For their sake I sanctify myself to do your will, so that they also be sanctified, set apart, dedicated, made holy in your truth. How important is this? Jesus prayed this for his disciples and us, brothers and sisters, right before his sacrifice, being the Lamb of God in his flesh, pouring out his life and blood for us. Amen. Go to Acts 20. Verse 32, Acts 20, verse 32. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. These promises to who? Who are the promises to? Sanctified ones. Born again, a new creation. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, all that you have done, all that you're doing, and all that you're going to do. Praise your holy name. Acts 26, verse 18. And this, brothers and sisters, you can pray for your lost loved ones, for your friends, and whoever God puts on your heart and mind to pray in their seed. And we are to be called prayer warriors. And we are to have a war room, and that's where the battle is, brothers and sisters. And we are to pray and be warriors for the Lord. Amen. To open their eyes, to turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan unto God, that we may receive, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Powerful prayer from the Apostle Paul as he gets closer to the end of his mission and journey in this life. Yes? Amen! Praise the Lord! Glory to the Lord! That's all right. A praise report's good. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you. He's our healer. Amen? Praise the Lord. Glory to the Lord. We give you praise and honor, Lord, that you touch our lives. 
that you give us divine health in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. That's right, brothers and sisters. Prayer works, and there's praise reports. And what are they? They're testimonies. They're testimonies from the Lord. Amen. They're testimonies. What the Lord is doing in our lives. They're testimonies that we are of the light and that we shine in the darkness and that you shine. This is the kind of God we serve. We have a God that gives you life and gives you help and don't try to kill and destroy you. No. Our God is a loving God and merciful and grace is still here. But there is a time coming. There is a time coming when grace and mercy will be taken away. God have mercy in a world like that. You do not want to be here. You do not want to be left behind. <laughs> you do not want to. You want to go home with Christ. And the only way you can do that is be born again and become a new creation through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen? Hallelujah to his name. One that we can pray, I mean, do pray and ask the Lord for our lost loved ones, friends, and all who come into our paths. Amen. Go to First Corinthians, verse, I mean, chapter one, verse two. First Corinthians, chapter one, verse two. Unto the church of God, which is in court, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, with all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord both theirs and our encouraging word for the Corinthian church and us too, the church of the living God. Amen. Praise God. Who is in here? Them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus. Not religion, not the Pope, not by a priest or pastor, but only Jesus Christ. Amen. He's the only one that can sanctify you. There is no other. Only Jesus. He's the only one that can change you. He who began a good work in you, he will be faithful to complete it. Amen? That's the word of God. Hallelujah. Go to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 21. Praise your wonderful name, Lord, that your word is alive. Hallelujah. That you are alive, Lord. You are the word of God. And you are going forth by your word, Lord. Hallelujah. You are touching life and you're piercing hearts tonight with your mighty word of truth. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord like you did with Nicodemus, Lord. You're dealing with other people, men and women that are watching, that are, are, that are in the chat room, Lord, that are, are, are listening by phone, by Skype, whichever way you have, Lord, that you are touching life and that, Lord, you want them to be made whole. You want the broken heart to be healed. Lord, you want to give people that have a cold stone heart, that you will give them a living heart of life and love. Oh, we praise and honor you, Lord. We thank you for all you have done for us. As you poured out your life and blood for each person that is listening. Lord, hallelujah. And you didn't stop there, Lord. The third day you rose again to conquer all the enemies that we had no way to conquer. You conquered death, the grave, and hell. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. How we can just praise you. Hallelujah. Praise you from our hearts. Hallelujah. Verse uh, 21 in 2 Timothy 2. If a man therefore purge himself from these, 
He shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Praise God. Hebrews 2, verse 11. Hebrews 2, verse 11. For both he, Jesus, that sanctified, and they who are sanctified are all of one. Listen to that. Praise the name of the Lord. Listen to that again. For both he, Jesus, that sanctifieth, and those who are sanctified are all of one, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. That's what the Lord, hallelujah, calls you, brothers and sisters, beloved of the Lord, praise his name. And he laid down his life for you, hallelujah. Oh, what a God we serve, a loving, merciful, and holy and righteous God. Praise his name. Amen, hallelujah. Once for all, hallelujah. Oh, I've got to hit him myself. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise your name. Hebrews 10.10, 10, though. Let's go there. Hebrews 10.10. 10. Listen to this. Listen to this. And this will have a place that you should not ever have a cross with Christ still on it when you hear this word from the word of God. The truth. Stand on the truth. We are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ. What? What? For all. He is not on the cross anymore. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Once for all. He is not a baby in a manger anymore. He's not a broken man on the cross anymore. He is not a dead body in the grave anymore. He is victorious, risen Savior and King. He is coming again as King of Kings and Lord of Lords too. Hallelujah. I stake my life in hope on that. You can take that to the bank. Jude 1, 1. Glory to his wonderful name. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. He lives forever. Praise God. Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James to them that are sanctified, God the Father, and preserved, hallelujah, in Jesus Christ and called. So we are sanctified by God the Father. Listen to this. You ought to get up and shout after this scripture. So you are sanctified by God the Father, preserved in Jesus Christ and called. It was something today, and uh, uh, I'll let Sister Brenda share that later. I'm not going to steal that. It's beautiful. It's powerful. She'll share it later. I pray that you have a clear understanding that you have to be born again, made into a new creation. Now, before we close, we will study one other great thing that will happen because Jesus was resurrected and glorified, that he conquered death, hell, and the grave. Glorified. And the definition of glorified, to make glorious. Invest with glory. That's it. That's all it said, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah, that's enough, isn't it? To make glorious. Invest with glory. Hallelujah. That's what the Lord's going to do. You're going to be invested in glory, praise his wonderful name. Hallelujah. You're going to shine bright, the glory of God. Hallelujah. Oh, that he is the, 
a light that shines brighter than the sun. Can you imagine? Have any of you ever tried to look at the sun? <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you look at it for a minute, you have these dots, black dots come up after you. But his light is so pure and glorious. As you're his children, it won't blind you. No, no. It'll blind the sinners, but it won't blind you. Hallelujah. What, uh, um, uh, uh, excuse me, this is what he will do and do very soon. He has done everything that has to be done to bring us back to the Father, to redeem us, and to change us so we can live, so we can go and live and be with him forever. Amen. Go to 1 Corinthians 15, hallelujah, 50 through 58 in the Amplified, hallelujah. What is Amplified, God's word? Turn it, turn that sound up. Just like this Brenda said, turn that sound up. That the trumpet, that still small voice is sounding like a trumpet in people's hearts and minds now. You can't get away from it. He's almighty God. Where do you think you can hide from the Lord God? You can't go wherever you go. The Lord is there. His spirit is everywhere. Hallelujah. The mystery of resurrection. 1 Corinthians, verses 50 through 50. Amen. Now, I say this, believers. I believe most of you are believers. That flesh and blood cannot inherit, nor be part of the kingdom of God. Nor does the perishable, mortal, Inherit the imperishable, immortal. Listen very carefully. I tell you a mystery, a secret truth decreed by God, listen to this, and previously hidden, but now revealed. That's what revelation means. Revealed. The Lord God loves us. He's not going to keep us in the dark, brothers and sisters. He will show us and tell us what's going on. Amen? you got to be listening, though. We will not all sleep in death, but we will all be completely changed, wonderfully transformed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the sound of the trumpet of God. For the trumpet will sound... And the dead who believed in Christ will be raised imperishable, and we will be completely changed, wondrously transformed. Brothers and sisters, I can tell you, uh, uh, Friday morning before work, that I woke up, and I have a clock beside my bed, and the time was 2.37 a.m. Well, if you know Minister Paul, Brother Paul, He's had a lot about what 3-7 means, based on Amos 3-7, and uh, about uh, 3-7 about war, the spiritual realms of war, and other things that is God has shown him. Well, I've been seeing 37 many, much, very much, even more than 2-2-2 lately. 37 means something very uh, 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 powerful from God's kingdom, but I was sitting there laying there, and I heard the voice clearly said, my son? You will be changed in a twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet of God. And I was thinking, you know, brother, sister, I wasn't even thinking about myself. I was thinking about my, uh, I was thinking about Brenda, my wife. And before I even get out, he said, my daughter will be changed 
in a twinkle of an eye at the last trumpet of God. Hallelujah. The Lord is coming very soon. He's preparing us. He's in encourages. He's wanting us to stay fast. He wants to stand fast. He wants us to keep looking up. He wants us to keep praying, keep fasting, keep doing what he wants. I mean, the, the Father has us doing, that we be about the Father's business, his ambassadors for Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. This, this encouraging thing. I mean, just wake you up in the middle in the morning when you get before you get ready to go face this world, my son, you will be changed in the twinkling of the eye. Hallelujah. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead who believe in Christ will be raised imperishable and will be completely changed, wonderfully transformed. For this perishable part of us must put on imperishable nature, and this mortal part of us that is capable of dying must put in mortality, which is freedom from death, praise God. Freedom, freedom. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. Not only here, but in eternity too. And when this perishable puts on imperishable, and this mortal puts on immortality, then the scripture will be, be fulfilled that said death is swallowed up in victory, vanquished forever. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin. And the power of sin by which it brings death is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory as conquerors through our Lord Jesus Christ. In the last verse of this, brothers and sisters, Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the work of the Lord, always doing your best and doing more than is needed, being continually aware that your labor, even to the point of exhaustion in the Lord, is not futile nor wasted. It is never without purpose. Woo! Glory! The Holy Spirit, the through the Apostle Paul, says it more excellent. Excellent, and what a great truth and promise to us, born again, loving, serving, obeying the Lord Jesus. This is promised to you. Amen. Hallelujah. Had to share this too. A great mystery about the resurrection given to us by the Holy Spirit to teach us and encourage us. God has everything in total control. Amen. Leave you with this. A warning to practice these things in your life. A sign of rebellion that will lead you to rejecting Christ and be left behind. God have mercy. A promise to those who believe and trust in Jesus as Savior and Lord. First Corinthians, excuse me. First Corinthians chapter six, verses nine through ten. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit or have any share in the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexual immoral, nor idolaters, or idolaters, nor infamate by perversion, nor those who participate in homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, 
nor drunkards, no revelers, listen to this, whose words are used as weapons to abuse, insult, humiliate, intimidate, or slander, nor swindlers will inherit or have any share in the kingdom of God. That's to the ones that they better get right with God. That's what righteousness means. Get right with your creator and God. Know your place. You are not greater than God. You are a created one. He is creator. How do you question the living God? God have mercy. It says, a man who believes in the heart there is no God. By the word of God, he is a fool. And absent of wisdom and knowledge. Oh, yes, men think they have wisdom and knowledge. All their great ideas, trying to explain everything that the word of God says clearly. And what's happening in the world, the word of God tells us beforehand, because he is all-knowing, almighty God, that you don't question God, the creator. You can ask him questions, but don't question him, because he is greater, and it's going to be done his way and no other. It'll be done his way in his time and no other. Now, to you, born again, new creation, true believers in Jesus Christ, here's the word of encouragement. And such were some of you before you believed, but you were washed, hallelujah, by the atoning sacrifice of Christ. You were sanctified for God and made holy. You were justified, declared free of guilt. In the name of the Lord Jesus and in the Holy Spirit of our God, the source of the believer's new life and changed behavior. Hallelujah to his name. And brothers and sisters, as I was finding this song, the Lord said it again. You will be changed in a twinkling of an eye. This song is called Change Me. Amen. Praise his wonderful name. What great truth. Praise the wonderful name of the Lord. You sure it's on? You better make sure. Finish the job. Hallelujah. There you go. Thank you. Praise the Lord for me.
Yeah. 
love us. Praise your wonderful name. Well, praise the Lord, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Now, Sis Brenda is coming with a message when God wakes you up. Excuse me. When God wakes you up. And I know there's a wake-up calling. And people need to wake up because God is coming. But she's going to be sharing when God wakes you up and that this will be based on Ezekiel chapters 1 and 2. Ezekiel chapter 1 and 2. Amen. Now here's this Brenda. Hello, everybody. Praise the Lord. Today's uh, service that I found is it's from Ezekiel 1 and 2. Uh, and it just really is a good wake-up call. When Ezekiel saw a vision of God, his immediate response was to fall to his the ground in an act of humility. Wake-up calls common when we travel. We call the hotel's front desk and tell them when we want to be awakened. The next morning, the phone rings at the appropriate time, and a computer-generated voice can be heard telling us what time it is. Brenda, it is time to get up. Brenda, it is time to get up. Wake up, church. Sometimes wake-up calls come in other forms. Our boss telling us one more mistake and we are fired. Uh Flunking out of school or a mere brush with death. Sometimes we are waking in the middle of the night by a knock on the front door or a phone ringing or a child crying or an animal prowling in by a dream or such such as Ezekiel. Ezekiel isn't on the list of history's best-known figures. If people have any knowledge of him, it's probably from the folk song, Thrive On, rather than the Bible. No biography exists on him, but we do know he lived in Babylon about 593 B.C., along with other Israelites who had been carried into captivity. He was first He was the first prophet in captivity. Some scholars, eager eager to discredit him, picture Ezekiel as mentally unbalanced, a victim of paranoia and hallucinations. Conservative scholars see him as a faithful spokesman for God, with whom the Lord communicated through strange visions. He's our kind of guy, praise God. Yeah. It's good hearing the Lord, though. <laughs> I know. But this, this, this next statement uh, kind of threw Buddy back for us a bit. Uh, bit. But, but you got to listen to this before you cast anything, okay? <laughs> Visions are a kind of benevolent term for, is a, is kind of benevolent term for what Ezekiel experienced. If Jacob had a dream, angels ascending and descending on a ladder, and Isaiah had a vision, God on his throne, high and lifted up, 
than Ezekiel had a nightmare. Granted, the book that bears his name says, I saw visions of God. These visions of God were enough to wake anyone from a night of slumber. Ezekiel looked, and there was a whirlwind coming down from the north, a great cloud with fire flashing back and forth and brilliant light all around. In the center of the fire, there was a gleam like amber. The form of four living creatures came from it, and it was their appearance. They had human form, but each of them had four faces and four wings. The four faces of these creatures symbolized God's perfect nature. These four faces turned in every direction. In other words, each face faced a different direction. Our interpretation of this nightmare is limited because of the mystery surrounding God. But what Ezekiel sees, generally speaking, is the power and majesty of God. The four living creatures described as having man, a lion, an ox, and an eagle portray the character of God. Amen. Throughout Throughout history, these creatures have symbolically represented certain qualities. A man is a picture of intelligence, of understanding. A lion is always a picture of sovereignty and supremacy. An ox is always the symbol of servitude and sacrifice. An eagle is a symbol of power and deity of soaring over all creation. These significant things is the four presents is that the peers first in the gospel of Matthew as the king, the lion, the king of the beast, the sovereign of all. He appears in the gospel of Mark as a servant, the ox. In the gospel of Luke, he is man in his intelligence, in his insight, in his understanding of life. And in the gospel of John, he is deity. These four reflect the character of Jesus Christ. The vision of John in Revelation 4 parallels with Ezekiel. After he saw the four living creatures, Ezekiel saw wheels turning, one wheel within the other. The gyroscope, like wheels, had eyes. These images convey the idea that God is present everywhere and able to see all things. As he watched, he also saw firmament above, shining in splendor. And above the firmament, he, as he lifted his eyes higher, he saw a throne. And on the throne sat a man. A, the man represented God himself on the throne. In a similar way, Christ, Christ revealed God God in human form and prepares us for his message of salvation. Not in a vision, but in real life. While Ezekiel doesn't understand all of this, and even though he doesn't perceive the significance of his vision, he saw nonetheless, nonetheless, the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Ezekiel saw as clearly as he could 
the revelation of John, I mean of God in Jesus Christ. Amen. He saw God more clearly than any other prophet. His nightmare was a slight dramatic was dramatic enough to arrest anyone's attention and awaken them to action. Notice Ezekiel's response. This was the appearance of the form of the Lord's glory. When I saw it, I fell face down and heard a voice speaking. Now, Ezekiel's response does not surprise me. It makes perfect sense. Few, if any of us, have experienced such a dramatic encounter with God. But the drama is not as important as the result. If we have, if we had seen what Ezekiel saw, we too would be on our faces before a holy God. When we see God for who He is, and the the only appropriate response is one of humility, we too will be overwhelmed by the holiness of God and aware of our own sinfulness and insignificance. We, too, will fall before God, either out of reverence and awe for his mercy or out of fear for his judgment. Mm-hmm. Fallen down before God? Have you ever realized how great he is and how small you are? Amen. Have you come to terms with awareness of how much you need him and how little he needs you? Have you ever taken the posture of humility before a holy God. In a collection of children's letters to God was a letter from Wayne. He was age 11. Dear God, my, my dad thinks he is you. Please straighten him out. <laughs> When we become before God We need to be straightened out But when we are straightened out before God We become horizontal Not vertical Lying face down on the dirt in In a posture of humility It is worth remembering that the root of the word humility is hummus. To humble ourselves before God does not mean we become dirt. Rather, it means we get down on the dirt. We recognize our place. Our place before a holy God is always prostrate. It is interesting that God called Ezekiel son of man or son of death. God recognized the distinction between him and Ezekiel. Now, Ezekiel recognized the difference. I wonder if you do. I know I do. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Ezekiel experienced the theotasy, the experience of God. Only two beings were present. 
Ezekiel understand his place and the appropriate posture he should take. In humility, he fell face down before God. We are never in a correct position before God unless we are face down. It was in this posture of humility that Ezekiel heard from God down and heard a voice speaking. Here's what he heard. He said to me, Son of man, stand up on your feet. God, like an army drill sergeant, was barking the order. Attention! God wanted Ezekiel to be fully alert. He was about to receive orders. Listen up, and I will speak with you. As he spoke to me, the Spirit entered me and set me on my feet, and I listened to the one who was speaking to me. It was God's way of saying, now I have your attention. Listen to me. I've got something I want to say to you. So put on your listening ears. I don't want you to miss my instructions. He said to me, son of man, I am sending you to the Israelites. God was saying, Ezekiel, the task I have for you requires action. Have you noticed that two-thirds of, of God is G-O? It's an action component to the word, to the call of God. You must G-O. Rare, go. Amen. Rarely can we stand where we are, do what we've been doing, and fulfill the call of God upon our lives. Two-thirds of God's name is go. Two-thirds, it means go. Yes. Not sit on your job, but go in the name of the Lord. Amen. Ezekiel came to realize this, and so must we. The children sending you to them, and you must say to them, this is what the Lord says. Whether you, they listen or refuse to listen, for they are a rebellious house. They will know that a prophet had been among them. But you, son of man, do not be afraid of them or their words. God said, I've got a message for my people. You will communicate this message. It's not your message. It's my message. Your job is to deliver it, whether they listen or not, whether they you're afraid or not. God's trust is not dependent on human response. God will God would not judge Ezekiel for how well others responded to his message, but how faithful he was to presenting it. Ezekiel was a spokesperson for God, his very mouthpiece. God appointed Ezekiel as a watchman over the house of Israel. A watchman stood on the city wall and warned the people of approaching danger. Ezekiel's role was to be a spiritual watchman, warning people of coming judgment. There is a fundamental connection between being a watchman and warning between being a spokesperson 
and speak between being a mouthpiece and opening our mouth to let words come out. Open your mouth and eat what I am giving you. So I opened my mouth and he fed me the scroll. I find it interesting that the name Ezekiel means God is strong or God makes strong. For this word of God is giving, is life giving. Just as we need food for physical life, we need God's word for spiritual life. God's word, we find that not only does it make us stronger in our faith, but it also, its wisdom sweetens our life. Amen. God. This means doing more than simply giving God's message a casual glance. Mm. Like looking through a bakery window. It means making the word part of our lives. Like eating a balanced diet that sustains and nourishes us to health and productivity. Smell and taste and see. How good the Lord is. Amen. Not just not just passing by the no, window. Not just passing by. Wow, that looks it's good. Time, I mean, it's not just sample it either. It means to have a feast. Yes. Have a feast. On be the satisfied. Of the God. Hallelujah. Be satisfied. Amen. Be mm. satisfied. Mm. Be full. Be renewed. Refreshed. Strengthened by the word of the living God. Amen. Hallelujah. How how we feel after our Thanksgiving meal. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Woo. Woo, glory. This was Ezekiel's call to be a prophet. Amen. I, here's a little, here's a, Ezekiel being called to be a prophet. Here, when a new preacher came to town, everybody at the Baptist church was talking about how good he was, how much better he was in the old picture. The town skeptic inquired with great interest of one of the deacons what this new man was preaching that made him so different than, from the old preacher. The old preacher told us we were all lost, lost sinners, and unless we repented, we were all going to hell. Well, that's it. So, well, what does the new preacher say, the skeptic asked? The new preacher tells us, we're all lost sinners unless we repent. We're all going to hell, was the reply. Scratch my head. Well, I can't tell the difference, was the skeptic's judgment. Oh, there's a big difference, answered the deacon. Mm. This one says it with tears in his eyes. That, of course, is the mark of a true prophet. The true prophet makes his judgment and pronounces his warning with tears in his eyes. Often we think of a prophet as one who predicts the future. Actually, most biblical prophets were not foretellers. They were foretellers. They had a message from God to tell, usually a message of warning and judgment. That's right. And often prophets had to tell it to less than respected audience. Oh, amen. That's the truth. In a less than pleasant time. Amen. Same thing's happening today. It pained them to tell of impending judgment. Mm, yeah. Like the beloved preacher 
they proclaimed their warning with tears in their eyes. Someone want to be a prophet? Why would someone want to share a message to a group of people who would rather have their head on a platter than hear the message? Why would someone pronounce a judgment that brought such hurt and pain to them and their audience? The answer is because a prophet was called. Amen. There's that call again. Wake-up call. Amen. What ambassador would think of going to a country as representative of his homeland without being sent? What soldier would want to go to war for a country at risking life and limb without orders? What missionary would would go to a foreign country to endure the pain and hardship of a sacrificed life without being commissioned? Amen. Praise God. O.S. in his book, The Call, explains, Calling is the truth that God calls us to himself so decisively that everything we are, everything we do, and everything we have is invested with a special devotion and diasm lived out as a response to his Ezekiel was called. One can substitute the word sent, ordered, commissioned, or ordained. He, like all called people, could never choose to do something else. They were they were created for this task. Like a fish is made for sea and like a bird is made for the air. I know some of you are, I'm not going to the mission field. I don't want to be a pastor. So what's the point? In the movie, The Blues Brother, a couple, Blues Brothers, the, a couple of ex-convicts wannabe musicians were trying to raise money for an orphanage. Anytime they were asked about their work, they had a standard response. We are on a mission from God. They always said it, and as if they believed it. The very idea that two inept, unworthy human beings could be on a mission from God was, of course, the central joke of the whole story. Story of your life. You are on a mission from God. God is calling you. God calls. God's calls are not exclusive to pastors and missionaries. He calls plumbers and managers as well. For the mat, for that matter, he calls some to be electricians, doctors, forklift drivers, caregivers, teachers, chemists, salespersons, and housewives. He calls some to secular vocations. Others to sacred vocations. A calling is not something reserved for those going into the full-time Christian service. Granted, we don't hear much about calling anymore because our society is educated to think in terms of career. A calling is something 
God chooses for me. A career is something I choose for myself. A career promises status, money, or power. A calling generally promises difficulty and even some suffering. But it's a mission, an opportunity to be used by God. A career is about upward mobility. A calling generally leads to downward mobility. A career ends with retirement and lots of toys. A calling isn't over until the day you die. The rewards of a career may be quite visible but temporary. The results of a calling may never be seen on this side of eternity. Often we think that ministry requires a calling and the marketplace is choosing a career, but that is not true. It is quite possible to turn a ministry into a career that focuses on advancement and achievement. On the other hand, it is quite possible to make a business a calling that is truly done to serve God and others. One one uh, business that is flourishing like that would be would be uh, Hobby Lobby, mm-hmm. Chick Fil A. That's right, Praise God. You're right, uh, Another one that I'm thinking about is uh, uh, I think Interstate Batteries, if I'm not mistaken. Interstate uh, and so Waterburger, I do believe, is uh, similar. Those seriously like they at least they're toward uh, for uh, uh, there is patriotism mean, and, and for God and put it on their windows. There, there is, there is, uh, there's, there's, there's still some careers out there that are still God's calling. Amen. In the 11th century, Henry, King Henry the Third, uh, Bavaria grew tired of court life and the pressures of being a monarch. He made application to Prior Richard at his at the local monastery, asking to be accepted and to spend the rest of his life in the monastery. Your Majesty, said Prior Richard, do you understand that the pledge here is one of obedience? That will be hard because you have been a king. I understand, said Henry. The rest of my life, I will be obedient to you as Christ leads you. Can y'all not hear me? In just a second. I'm sorry. Yes, it's all the way up. Okay, it's all the way up now. Sorry, guys, if y'all can't hear me. I can be loud. <laughs> That's it. Speak louder, baby. I can be loud. All right. Uh, anyway, okay, so. Then I will tell you what to do, said Prior Richard. Go back to your throne and serve faithfully in the place where God has put you. When King Henry died, a statement was written. The king learned to rule by being obedient. Amen. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Amen. In in our conclusion, Ezekiel was obedient to the call of God upon his life. Are you being obedient to the call of God upon your life? 
God can turn your career into a calling. Sometimes the end of a career is the beginning of a calling. At other times, God chooses to take people out of the the security of the career and call them into a Christian ministry. Since everyone has one, what is your mission from God? Amen. Praise the Lord, brothers and sisters. And, uh, I mean, the Lord is speaking tonight. Understanding, change me, less, less of me, and, and, and more of you. Uh, the Lord is speaking tonight, amen? Uh, he's saying, <laughs> less of me, more of you, Lord, that we're understanding that uh, we need to wake up, that we have a calling, that we are called of God, amen? hallelujah, and that he is uh, um, uh, echo, okay, hang on. We can hear through yours. Anyway, that, uh, that uh, uh, the Lord is speaking to us through songs tonight. Listen to the words of these songs that the Lord gave us. Amen. This first one is Lift Up Your Head, Weary Sinner.
My bad. Brenda Technology. It, no, it's Brenda Technology. I I put mute on there because it's I have my earphone on and the music is like way loud, and so you know I was go I'm listening it from the computer instead of in my earphones. And I said, okay, I'll just mute that. All right, baby, go ahead. So anyway, well, I'm I'm making a long story even longer. I'm just making it longer. Well, anyway, let me let me go to where what I say. I feel compelled that uh, I need to go back to salvation. Amen. Our our time here, I believe, is is, is coming to a close. Yeah. But I also believe we are still not to be walking, but to be running the race that the Lord has set before us. Amen. We cannot casually walk by anymore. No. We have to be bolder. Amen. We have we have to put pretty well have neon lights on us. Praise God. Lighthouses for God. Lighthouses for God. We Jesus. have got to be a beacon. Amen. We've got uh our our fuckers, our light has to shine brighter. The, the light of God has to shine brighter because the world is getting darker, the Lord is saying. So, God your children, yeah. your grandchildren, yeah. your their, their spouses, uh, your sister, your brother, your aunt, your uncle, Amen. Your, your neighbor, your friends, co-workers. co-workers, the Lord is saying, pray, pray. for them, pray Amen. for them, bring forth your petition and set it at the feet of our Lord. Amen. Their soul depends on their soul We will stand before the Lord and he will ask us, what did you do with your gift that I gave you? Amen. Oh, yes, Lord. God, 
what did you do? Father, God, forgive me for my my lack. Yes, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, Lord, when we don't have time, when we make time for prayer for our loved ones. Forgive us. Cleanse us, Lord, of all our righteousness. We don't we, we, we don't have time to pray for our brethren. Forgive us, Lord. Cleanse us of all unrighteousness, Lord. Let not the things of this world and this temporal world and this life get in the way of what we're supposed to be doing. And we are servants of the Most High God. You have called us a royal priesthood. Priests are supposed to pray and take care of people under their care. That we have been called shepherds. We have been called servants. We've been called to serve the Lord our God because he served us first. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Make time for the Lord God in your life. Make time for others. Don't be thinking about yourself or the things of this world. But have time for prayer. Have time to intercede and groan in your spirit for the hearts and souls of our loved ones, brothers and sisters. That we pray that the whole household, our household, will be saved, like like Cornelius in Acts, like the Philippian jailer in Acts. <laughs> Acts means action. And that we pray that our whole household will come to salvation, that the Lord God will deliver our loved ones. And we pray against the enemy that is trying to control them and possess them by the power of the name of Jesus and by the power of his blood that they have to obey and get away from our families. Take your hands off God's property, Satan, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! Go ahead. I'm hearing the trumpet right now, by the way. Woo! At the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. The trumpet. Are you ready? Hallelujah. Go ahead. At. 1631. Amen. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And you will be saved. Amen. You and your house. Amen. Acts 1631. Praise the Lord. Amazingly, <laughs> this promise was not made to a seasoned saint. No, no. But to an unsaved man Praise on God. the verge of suicide. God was just responded to the praise of Paul and Silas by sending an earthquake that shook open the doors of the prison praise in which God. they were held. Amazed, assuming the prisoner had escaped, the Philippian jailer was about to kill himself. That's right. But Paul called out with a loud voice saying, Do not yourself no harm, Amen. for we are all here. Hallelujah. Then he called for a light, ran in, and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he, he brought them out, and he said, Sir, what must I do to be saved? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household. For if for a man just introduced to the faith could receive this divine Commitment, how much more those have, have fought the good fight Amen. of faith for years. Yes. We who believe have a legal right 
to claim our families yeah. for the kingdom, for the king yes, the has king. pledged. Hallelujah. I will contend with him who contends with Hallelujah. you, and I will save your children. Yeah. That's in Isaiah 49, 25. Salvation means deliverance. Right. So God is promising to deliver our children. Thank you, Lord. We praise you for it, Lord. We believe in faith, Lord, that you are able. What man cannot do, you can, O oh Lord. That you bring salvation to mankind. That you bring salvation to our loved ones. You bring salvation to our children and grandchildren and to our family members, O oh Lord. That you bring salvation and life, Lord to the ones we love and that you truly love even more than we. All glory to your name tonight, Lord, that your presence is here. Lord, that you're moving. Touch your people, Lord. Touch your people, Lord. Help them, Lord, understand that we need to pray for prayer of a righteous person availeth much in the Lord's eyes. He hears your call. He hears your prayers. He sees your tears. He knows your heart. Pray after him. Pray, brothers and sisters, for such a time as this. We don't want no one left behind. We want to come with us. Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord wants many to come home. Hallelujah. He would not have any would perish. But all would come to what? What would all those come to do? Repentance. Because there is no remission of sin. Without repentance, that you realize what kind of state you're in and that you need a savior. That you are a dead, old, ugly sinner because of the nature that we have, because of Adam and Eve fell and gave it over to the devil. Well, now the devil, the, the liturgy of this world, his nature came upon us, God have mercy. God had a way. God knew what needed to be done, and then he made it possible. As Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. You must be renewed and sanctified and changed from the old man to the new man that I intended you to be. That's why Jesus came, to bring us home, brothers and sisters, and to bring our families home to what we're supposed to be, to the living God and not this world. All this world's going to pass away with fervent heat. This is all temporal. And so many people are caught up with the things of this world that they can't see. It just breaks my heart to see everybody with their their heads down in a phone and wonder about all the things, what's going on in the world, what's going on in the world, what's going on in the world. I hope maybe they see something in the news and all when they wake them up that Jesus is coming, that the King of glory is coming, Amen. that the Savior of the world is coming, our Deliverer is coming, in the mighty name of Jesus, hallelujah. This is so important to understand, and they and people have forgotten that God is God Almighty, that he is the creator. We are just created ones, but we are very special in his eyes. And it talks about when we're lost as sinners, we're not even a people. We're the walking dead. Just like that crazy show that people are so caught up in. The walking dead. There is a 
name. Praise his wonderful name, brothers and sisters. Glory to his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, baby. What can you say? Go ahead. The presence of the Lord is so powerful in life. Amen. Amen. Call out to him. He's touching life. You can be saved. You can be delivered. You can be healed. Because the anointing that breaks the yoke that sets the people free is here. He is alive. He is not in that grave. He's not a baby in a manger anymore. He's not the broken man on the cross. He's not in the grave. He is a resurrected king of glory. Hallelujah. And when you come into this presence, you will be changed. You will never be the same. You will be changed forever, for all eternity. Praise is wonderful man. Hallelujah. Go ahead, baby. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Woo, glory. Oh, Lord, Lord, you want us on our faces tonight, don't you? Oh, his presence. Oh, his presence, brothers and sisters. Fall before the living God. He is here. Fall before him. Oh, hallelujah. Worship your name, Lord, that you're awesome and holy. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the name, Lord, that we fall before you by the presence of your spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Holy Lord. You're high and lifted up and holy and true. Father God, thank you. Hallelujah. Touch your people, Lord. Save, Lord. Save your created ones, your children, sons and daughters, ones that are lost, ones that are searching for truth. Save them, Lord. Help them, Lord. Open their eyes that the enemy is blind. Open their ears so they can hear your voice. Open their hearts so they can receive you, Lord. Hallelujah. Set the people free from the enemy, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise your wonderful name. Touch the life. We humble ourselves before you, Almighty One. Glory to your name. We bow before you. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
name I pray. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, know this. As we talked about Jude 1.1, hallelujah. Uh, let me find it here. Oh, praise you, Lord. Let me read this one more time with Jude 1.1. There it is. Look at that. It's up here, baby. Jude 1.1 is right up here. It's up here, brothers. This is what the Lord wants to hear. This is so powerful. This is so powerful. Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ and the brother of James, to them that are called, sanctified of God the Father and reserved to Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise his name, brothers and sisters. As you hear this, know this, that you are flawless. Amen. There's got to be more than going back and forth from doing right to doing wrong. Cause we were taught that's who we are. Come on, get in line right behind me. You along with everybody. Thinking there's worth in what you do. Then like a hero who takes the stage when we're on the edge of our feet saying it's too let me introduce you to amazing grace. No matter the bump, no matter the bruises, no matter the scars, still the truth is the cross that remains, the cross that remains.
is time to pray. It is time to intercede. Learn from the great intercessor and our great high priest, Jesus. Hallelujah. That we are to pray and bring the sweet Savior incense up to the throne room. Amen. That we come into the place of the mercy seat. And we can approach by the blood of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Share your prayers, brothers and sisters. Share your heart. Share anything that needs to be prayed for. For our Lord is able to hear your prayers, and he's able to touch you in your life. Hallelujah. Praise God. We are to pray. Pray for one another. Hallelujah. Anyone have any prayer requests? Praise is one of a name. Hallelujah to the Lord. I know Randy's already shared one about a guy named Brandon Seals that we will be praying for him. We have one of our neighbors, uh, her uh, sister just found out she has leukemia. These things seem surmountable, but not to our God, not to our Lord. He's able to conquer every sorrow on this earth. Heaven can heal any sorrow of this earth. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Any prayer requests, brothers and sisters? I know we have to pray for um, uh, pray for Israel and Jerusalem. I mean, pray for the peace of Jerusalem and Israel. Amen. Amen, says Randy. We're, you know, we are. We are praying like uh, we are claiming the uh, scripture of the Philippian, uh, as Paul shared with the Philippian jailer, that you and your whole household will be saved. We have to trust the Lord. Amen. He's able to. Yes. Uh, pray for Sheila. There's uh, there's cancer again. Uh, I know I tell you, brother, sister, the Lord show me that necessary is uh, cancer a a physical uh, health thing, but it's a spirit behind it. We have to spray, pray against the spirit of cancer, against the spirit of infirmity. Something that would try to kill or destroy you is from the enemy. Amen? Okay, let's see. Pray, let's see. Uh, pray for my seven-year-old granddaughter. She has flu and fever, all right? Her name, uh, her name is Brooklyn. All right, hang on, uh, uh, says Janet. Okay, hang on. Janet, we've got prayer requests coming, baby. Uh, Brooklyn's healing, okay. Let me get this other one. Uh, Trong and Robert, my bosses, okay. Trong and Robert, sis Randy's bosses. Okay, baby. Aunt Dolores. Healing. The right mind. The right mind in it. Hallelujah. Pray for our brothers and sisters. Yes, that's right. The Philippines and Japan because of the typhoon. Right, brother? Jarhead. Amen. Pray for the Philippines and Japan. Amen. Anybody else, brothers and sisters? Hallelujah. 
Praise the name of the Lord. We got to go to prayer here. Amen, Brother Javon. Pray for our Jewish brethren in Israel. Hallelujah. The Messianic Jews. Praise the name of the Lord for uh, our Messianic Jews. Amen. Do what, baby? Amen. Uh, well, yeah, I, well, we've been praying for that. What were you saying? Yes, pray for the ministers. Watchmen on the wall. Watch one and watch ladies on the wall. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes, amen. Yes, pray for our persecuted brethren. You're right, sis. Amen. Persecuted brethren. Amen. Wow. Praise the Lord. Persecuted brethren. Help me, Lord. Guide me by your spirit as we pray. Hallelujah. Anything else? We've got to go to the Lord in prayer, brothers and sisters, before we close out the service tonight. Oh, so powerful. The presence of our Lord and what's happening in the ministries, what God is doing, it just gives you another sign that he's getting closer and closer and closer to his return. Amen. Amen. They will believe in Yeshua HaMashiach, the, the Messiah. Amen. The true Messiah that fulfilled all the scripture of the Torah and the prophets. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Lord God, we just praise and honor you tonight. We thank you for showing up. We thank you for the anointing of the Spirit in the presence of Almighty God and by the Spirit of the living God. We just praise, Lord, and thank you that we come to you humbly and we bow before you, Lord, and we ask you to help the brethren, to help the ones that are hurting, the ones that are lost, the ones that need deliverance, Lord. We pray for nations and countries, Father. But, Lord, we come humbly before you, and we ask you, Lord, in reverence to you, Father, that we need help. We pray, Father, for uh, Brenda's co-worker, Sheila, Lord, at Rock House. Father, God, we pray against the spirit of cancer. Break the spirit of cancer over her, Lord, and heal her, I pray, in your mighty name and by the power of your name, Lord Jesus, that you are the great physician and healer and that you would bring Jesus care to Sheila, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father God, we pray for Cheryl, and we pray for Diane's sister, Lord, that she has found out about leukemia. But I pray, Lord, that her faith would grow and not believe the report, the, the evil report, Lord. But I pray you break the spirit of leukemia, the infirmity spirit, over Cheryl in the name of Jesus and bring healing to her, Lord, because there's healing in your wings, Lord. We just praise you. Father, we pray for the Facebook person named Brandon Seals, Lord. We pray that you would bring help. We pray, Lord, you would send and dispatch your angels to help him, Lord, that you will provide for him, that he is down on his knees and know he needs help and that he would cry out to Jesus, and that he would cry out, and, Lord, you would find shelter, that he would find shelter of the Most High, that he would find a place, Lord, that you will be with him, and that you will help him, and you will bring others in, and you will send others to help him, and, and, and Lord, provide for him. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Father. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem and Israel, Lord, and we pray that they would reach out for Yahweh. They would reach out for Yeshua HaMashiach, 
the one that can truly help them, the only one that can truly help them. We pray for the leaders. Uh, uh, Benjamin Yahoo, you, you would guide him with your spirit, Lord, as a leader of that nation, of the nation of Israel, Lord, that we pray for the blessings of Israel, Father. Father, we pray for Janet, Lord. We thank you for the praise report, for your healing there. And, Lord, that you would heal Brooklyn, Lord, that you would take away this fever and sickness in the name of Jesus, and you would lift her up, Lord, and that she would be a testimony too, Lord, for Janet's family in the name of Jesus, Father. We pray for Trong and Robert, Lord. We pray for deliverance, Lord. We pray, Father, that you've come to set the captives free. And as we pray and break into the spiritual realm, Lord, by the spirit of the living God and by your powerful name, that these spirits have to obey in the name of Jesus. And we rebuke them and tell them, believe in Jesus' name. Set these men free so they can come to salvation and life. Hallelujah. Father God, I pray for Brenda's aunt. Aunt the Lord's, Lord, a precious woman. Father God, is this thing that tries to hold her mind, I pray you would bring the mind of Christ into her and bring healing to her, Lord, and comfort and strength, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. Father God, I pray for the Philippines and Japan as they face this massive storm, Lord. You are the one that can, that can calm the raging sea. And, Lord, I pray as these things are happening because the days we're living, Lord, that you will watch over your people, Father, that you will watch over them, and there will be people crying out for these kind of these kind of strength and power of storms, Lord, that they will be crying out, help me, Lord, help me, Jesus, rescue me. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray for our persecuted brethren, Lord, that stand strong, that will not deny Christ, even in the face of persecution, torture, and death, that they stand up, O oh Lord, and they say, no, I won't refuse the one who loves me and died for me. No, no, no. I will stand for him even if it means death. I will not deny my Lord. Bless them. Strengthen them, them and their families, Lord. And I know that they will have a martyr's crown by your word. Father God, I just thank you for each one who's come to the Lord's hour tonight. Father, I pray blessings and I pray for strength and guidance for Sister Estrella, Lord. Bless her, Lord. Lift her up in the name of Jesus. Guide her by your light, Lord, and by the word, your word, oh, Lord. Let it grow within our hearts in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for Brother Javon. Thank you for the young man of encouragement, the young man that is growing in the scripture and being led by the spirit. Give him boldness and let him stand and let the light of God shine forth from him. Father God, I thank you for, for Sis Janet. Bless her. Lord, we thank you for the healing that you have brought upon her, the testimony she has to share, and that you let her go out in boldness, and that she will able stand for Jesus. Lord God, I thank you for Sis Randy. Lord, I just pray you would lift her up and strengthen her. Let her boldness in the witness by the Spirit of God just come forth, Lord, that she stands in truth. And Lord, she does it in love, but Lord, that she will stand for truth and not, not, talk, not walk away from it. But she will walk in boldness and trust you, Lord, that you are able to watch over her and her children. And, Lord, bring salvation to the household of each of our brethren here. Father, I thank you for Brother Jarhead. Lord, by that, that handle, I would believe he was a Marine and that he has served our country. And we salute him and we thank him for standing up for our country and for us and for freedom and what you stand for, Lord, the truth and righteousness at one time this nation stand for. Bless him. Thank you. 
for a veteran, Lord. Bless him and strengthen him. Watch over and protect him and guide him, Lord. We thank you for each one who, who's come to the Lord's hour and all that are listening uh, by phone, Skype, our guests. We pray you bless them, Lord. We pray they have been touched by the Lord. They have been changed by the Lord tonight by his spirit and word. And we give you all the glory and praise. And thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for hearing our hearts and prayers. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. And know this, brothers and sisters, in the time we're living, in the time we're living, Jesus is coming for one thing and one thing only, if I can find it here. Hallelujah. I will find it. I will find it. Here it is. He's coming for a pure bride. Amen. A pure bride. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Praise the name. He's coming for a
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.